0: What's up, everybody? It's Brad and Andrew from Auto Off Topic. The coloring contest is back and now much improved thanks to super listener Frank Eck. The contest is simple. Complete one of the pages of the coloring book found on our Facebook page or the Auto Off Topic coloring contest Facebook page in any of two mediums. Digital using any computer program or analog, be it colored pencil, marker, crayon, watercolor, however you choose. One entry counted per medium per person. Each individual can have a total of two entries, one per format. There will also be two age groups, age 15 and below and ages 16 on up. Links to the coloring book pages can be found on our Facebook page and the Facebook page for the coloring contest. Electronic entries,
1: including scanned entries, can be sent to us via email, autoofftopicpodcast at gmail.com. Paper copies can be sent by snail mail to Auto Topic Podcast Contest, 83 Lakeshore Drive, Georgetown, Massachusetts, 01833 Note all hard copies received will not be returned period
0: The contest runs through November 30th The companies and owners groups donating prizes are Mitsubishi Motors North America Adventure Driven Design Forced Performance Palladian Trucks Northeast Mitsubishi 4x4 Mitsubishi Montero Owners Group of the USA Florida Mitsubishi 4x4, and Mitsu Nation Facebook group.
1: Please enjoy this free contest, and don't forget, entries must be postmarked by November 30th, 2017. Good luck. All right. Get some fresh Polar Seltzer here for us because we're a podcast of the people. We don't drink LaCroix
0: crap. We don't actually, you know, I had a LaCroix the other day? Yeah. And it's really crappy. Yeah. It just says no artificial sweeteners on it, but it's way too sweet to not have some kind of sweetener in it. It's not good. It's not good. If you don't live in an area of the country where you can get polar seltzer water, you just probably shouldn't drink seltzer water. No, this stuff's great. It's far superior. Even this weirdly, oddly named Dragon Whisper. They have another one that's coming out. It's like Yeti something. I saw that one. And the then other day. I had Mermaid
1: Kisses like a couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah. Plus, we had the super fancy one around Christmas time. Oh yeah, we got to keep an eye out for the fancy Christmas one. Yeah, because I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna play the uh, the jerk move and buy a bunch and sell them on eBay for twenty bucks like everybody was. There you go. Anyway, so, so welcome to
1: episode fifty two of Auto Off Topic,
0: we titled Polar Seltzer. Yeah, not po- sp- not sponsored not, not by sponsored by, by Polar Seltzer, but Polar Seltzer snobs. Yes.
1: So uh, this is the first one where I am off the market. I was before, but now, yeah, it's, now so it's, it's legally.
0: Yes, yeah, so all you single ladies that were really hoping that Andrew's long-term relationship just yeah. didn't work out. Yeah, all none of you.
1: Well, the all the three that we know already listened to the show.
0: Right, there's at least at least three females listen to the show. Yep. Maybe four. Actually, we I think we met all of them. Maybe. I think we knew all of them before the show started. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure there are more. If you're a female listener. Andrew's off the market. We apologize. Yes. And if you're a male listener who's into that, Andrew is off the market as well. So it doesn't matter either way. We don't discriminate. We don't discriminate. We're okay uh, with anybody listening to our podcast. Yeah. So I got married over the weekend, and uh, you were there. I was. Yes. I was. I was there actually in an official capacity. So not only are we podcast co-hosts, but I was also your best man. Yes. So, so that was fun. That was, that was fun. a lot of fun. Um, but you know what else Saturday was? Uh, this is the nerdiest thing we've ever done, possibly ever. Um, there are two really nerdy things that happened on Saturday. One of them is while the bridal party was getting ready for the wedding. Yeah. We detailed your car.
1: Because, yeah. Because you know, we used it afterwards, uh, to take some, uh, after wedding photos. Oh, absolutely. Which I, I understand why we did it. The photographers were super into, they were oh, really were they? excited. Yeah. They are totally
0: different than what they're used to probably. Yeah.
1: So that, that I'm sure I'll get those soon and we'll, I'll share some of those. Yeah. I really can't wait to
0: see those. Yeah. Uh, I don't care
1: about the ceremony. I want to see us with our car. Yeah. Well,
0: this is why we do an automotive podcast, Andrew. (laughs) Uh, There's Ollie knocking on the bottom of the table with his tail. Ollie, get out of here. Big bone tail. Uh, But, yeah, also on Saturday was um, K-Day. Yes. Which is, this is the nerdiest thing you've ever done, is go to a K-Day on your wedding day.
1: Well, you know, we got up, we had breakfast, or, well... That makes it sound like we were in the same place. We were we, not.
0: We, <laughs> we, we, we met we, for breakfast. Yes, we at we the got a diner. You waited at the local diner for me because I'm late for everything. Yeah. And I showed up there. Which actually <laughs> little depot diner in P V D we will plug because they're amazing and they're very friendly. And then
1: uh we were like, uh what what do we do? Because there is like quite a few hours of
0: nothing to do. Right, because guys take thirty two seconds to get ready for anything. Yeah. And women it, take to shave know, a bit a bit a bit longer a doing their, their makeup and their hair and all that stuff. And you no, know, we're pretty low maintenance here. Yeah, um, And they looked way nicer than us so. uh, Well, I mean that's just a given I mean that's not even I think every wedding guest looked nicer than we did Because we were just nervous and sweating and gross the whole time probably It
1: was inc- like crazy humid this weekend Yeah it was I mean, pretty humid. Over I think it was probably the most humid it's ever been Because we
0: were getting like outer bands of that hurricane Yeah it was the re- leftover of Hurricane something Not Jose that was today we were in whatever between, was, like, Irma and Jose, and then it was,
1: like, like it was really, really humid and foggy in the morning, and then it got sunny, like, two hours before the ceremony, and we are like, sweet, because it was outside.
0: And then the fog rolled in during Because the it was near the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool, actually, the way the fog rolled in from... Before the ceremony started until afterwards.
1: But before that, it was just a gray, rainy, depressing Saturday. So we decided to make it even worse by going to a
0: Kmart. Right. That's what K-Day is. K-Day is a special day where Kmart gets exclusive Hot Wheels cars that are only sold there. And this is super nerdy of us (laughs) to even talk about this, let alone do it on Andrew's wedding day. But we had good reason. Because the very specific Hot Wheels cars that we collect are generally old Japanese cars and old German cars. Um, And they were releasing an exclusive RX-7 pairing mm-hmm. of a first-gen and a last-gen RX-7. So, yeah, we decided to go to the closest Kmart that we knew of in Saugus, Massachusetts. Yep. And there was nothing.
1: No, no. K-Day.
0: No, there were actually they were like seven Hot Wheels cars total in the whole store. Yeah. Um, Kmart is gross. That's all I have to say. We're definitely not going to ever plug Kmart because it's an awful place. Um, it's basically, it looks like an abandoned Walmart at this point. <laughs> so, I, well, I
1: really, I have no sympathy for Kmart because clearly stores like Target and Walmart have
0: managed to stay relevant in the internet age, so. Yeah, it's a valid point. <coughs> Kmart's always been kind of like a bottom rung, I think, anyway. So. Yeah. Um, actually, maybe not because they used to sponsor Indy cars back in the 80s and 90s. True. So they must have had some money at some point. Uh, but anyway, apparently we learned that if the Kmart is on the chopping block uh, as a lot of them are then they don't even get the k-day hot wheels cases so we drove all the way over there and apparently our local kmart is one of the next ones to be shut down which also explains the acres and acres of empty shelves Mm -hmm. um so we didn't even get it so all that and we didn't even get our k-day cars
1: yep so uh you know before i can enjoy my amazing wedding we had to visit a completely depressed Kmart.
0: Yes, it just to- made your wedding day that much nicer.
1: Yeah, it was like, oh look at this, comparing depressed here. Like, yeah, it wasn't very good. <laughs> it wasn't very good. So then we were like, eh, we got some time. Let's go. There's a. We, it was on a Kmart was off of a highway. You have to go south. Yep. Then you have to turn around to go back to where we came. So it's a divided highway. Generally,
0: how directions work. Well,
1: it's a divided highway, I should say. Yes. Yeah. So on the way back, we passed by a brand new Walmart, which is probably why this poor Kmart's going out of business. Could be. Could be. Um, and they had nothing really good for... Dyke-ass guys, yeah, cars. Yes. Uh, so na- so they now... Had a- they
0: had a Race Day RX3, the yellow and green one. Yep. I, I grabbed that man. one. That was about it. Yep. So so now, before Andrew's wedding day, we have done the Kmart and now Walmart tour. Yeah. So where do we take off to next?
1: Well, then we're, like, strolling along, and the lady... This lady is going through this bin, and there's, like, these mascot heads, because it's near, like, Halloween. Yep. And apparently they're, like, a Walmart exclusive. They're, like... Um, like, I don't know. Like... Animal, animal heads or something. I don't
0: know. They were pretty cool looking. And actually, if you look at our Instagram page, it's a picture of me wearing the tiger head. Yeah. So Which we're if like, you could hear, the, if you could hear a picture. Of Andrew snapping the shot and going, you a tiger now. Yeah. From the commercial a few years back. Yeah. Brad was like, oh, those are pretty cool. And I was like, yeah, that's
1: pretty cool. And then we started to walk away, and then I was like, wait, we have a photo booth at the wedding. That yes. would be really fun. And it so, was. So we go and we look in the bin, and this Walmart has like nothing left of the cool ones because there was like a like a shark head and stuff.
0: Yeah, there was a shark on the side of the box we could see, and they had the tiger, so we just bought the tiger. Yeah.
1: So, long story short, like
0: three Walmarts later, we found the ones we wanted. Oh, we found the, t- the shark that you wanted, but they also had an unadvertised T-Rex head, Yeah, which was even cooler than T-Rex the T-Rex or
1: Velociraptor head, whatever you wanted. It was a dinosaur head. I'm going to so. go with T-Rex. So, that was pretty cool. Um, definitely save those. We'll do
0: something with them afterwards. Oh, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. So was that, uh, was that the end of our um, department store tour before Andrew's wedding? Yeah,
1: because the, <laughs> the day before, I went to Target and grabbed some final gifts from the rest of my groomsmen, and I basically cleared out the local Target of all the race day cars they had.
0: That Yeah, it's the special ones, the Acura NSX. The yeah, I didn't
1: have those, so I grabbed doubles of the RX3, 335, gave,
0: 962. Gave
1: some of my doubles away, and a couple of the Hot Wheels cars, as well as... Some some of them got exploding kittens.
0: Oh, some the card of, game! Yep. I didn't
1: even see that. Some of them got socks and some Beeline coffee, which was cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw definitely. Yeah. Jordan got some Beeline. Yep, that's good. And uh, I gave him the Overland one. That was appropriate.
0: Appropriate for him. Yeah. Yep. And uh, what did I give you? Uh, something pretty sweet, actually. Yeah. Um, a vintage set of um, amber. Fog lights, like German-style chrome bezeled full-steel glass-lensed amber driving lights for the 78 Colt, which we're going to pull in the garage this winter and kind of do a full makeover. Yeah, I don't
1: know them. what brand they are. They do say Made in Japan on the back of them. Yeah, but... I'm
0: not sure what they are either, but they're really cool-looking, and they're going to look really cool in the car because they're very period-correct.
1: And they already had, like, patina on them. I was like, oh, those are, those are perfect.
0: Yeah, you thought they were perfect. perfect, and I thought they were perfect. Some of the guests at the dinner were like, there's a box of junkyard car parts being given <laughs> to Brad for a gift for the wedding, for his being the best man. But there was definitely a purpose behind it, and I thought it was awesome, and I expect nothing less from Andrew. So yep. I, uh, I like that a lot. Thank you very much, Andrew. You're welcome. You look good in the car.
1: Well, thank you. Oh, and then, so this is why, uh, <laughs> so then, the, like the one really funny story is that we just through miscommunication or lack of communication, we just kind of... I assumed that Stephanie had the rings. It was like classic, like classic, like movie thing. And she assumed that I had the rings, right? And so we're going around all day Saturday, we, like we, sweet. We, we have nothing to do. Let's just clean the car and like hang out, and then we'll get dressed at my house, and we'll go over there.
0: And like Brad's like, do you have the, do you have the rings? I was like, no, she's got the rings. It's cool. We're totally good. Because <laughs> the best man, my literally my only job is to make sure the rings were there. So we
1: get there, and they're like uh you know the rings like no <laughs> like well we're doing it live
0: we had a we had a little home alone situation with the rings a little miscommunication <laughs>
1: so anyway it was a pretty there was a pretty sweet uh like pantomime
0: or whatever what do you want to call it you call it a pantomime yeah i acted out i acted out handing you guys rings you acted out putting them <laughs> on each other's fingers and we and fooled everyone we fooled everybody except for the fact that i was laughing and i regret laughing <laughs> But it was really hard not to laugh.
1: Well, I kind of turned you away from everyone, and I was winking one eye. I was like, "All right, we're
0: doing this." Right, which is why I was laughing, and I couldn't help it. And a few of your guests slash friends, you know, mutual friends, gave me a little bit of a razzing afterwards for laughing because they said they wouldn't have noticed if I didn't laugh.
1: But so, whatever, it, it was pretty. slick. it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter because we have now. It affects nothing. Actually, my the metal one, <laughs> I already dropped between the seats in one of the cars. I haven't fished it out yet. Awesome. <laughs> it's just been wearing one of those, the uh, active ones, the silicone ones. Yeah, which is better off. Well, they're way know.
0: more comfortable. So anyway, Andrew, what is uh, this week's topic?
1: Uh, we're going to do some listening questions because we haven't done it in a
0: long time time that's right we are and so, we have quite a few actually thanks to our listeners
1: yes uh we're gonna start with instagram and this is possibly one of my favorite questions we've ever gotten
0: yes thanks eric yes are you going to read it i'll read it come. yeah
1: so i didn't know you knew this person i just know the the instagram name is tracker grade tracker gade tracker gade uh and he says <clears throat> my girlfriend loves the way the pontiac aztec looks Hates the way every Volkswagen Golf looks and says the first-gen Thunderbird is the prettiest car ever made. Should she still pursue an art career? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a really, that is a really, really good question. I really hope that your girlfriend doesn't listen to the podcast because now, that's is a pretty it, definitive uh, question. Right so there. a
1: first-gen Thunderbird is like the 50s Thunderbird, right?
0: Now, I'm thinking he's saying 55, 6, and 7 Thunderbird because they are pretty cars.
1: Because there was only one generation of the retro one.
0: And I'm, I don't know if that's what he's talking about or not. Um, if he is talking about that one and the Pontiac Aztec and hates every golf, then I mean, I mean, I guess she could perf- like pursue a Jackson Pollock style, uh, art career. She doesn't need to be a, you know, a complete realist. You know, she can be a total impressionist. You know, to
1: be fair, there isn't much, st- there isn't much styling to a Volkswagen
0: Golf. That is incorrect. Sir. They're very
1: utilitarian. No, the They're first golf for gray-
0: a Gregario design, Great, great. yeah, I'm going to press screw the name up now. Yeah, but they're, like, slab-sided. Like, it's not, like... Yeah, but they're they're beautiful in their simplicity. Okay. You can make something... You can make a box that's ugly, and then you can make a box that has the right angles and the right designs and the right creases to make it attractive. There's a reason that a 78 Golf is... Looks better than a Yugo. Looks better than a Yugo. Looks better than... though they're all kind of that...
1: Like, a Yugo is a generic They may have
0: the same general shape, but the Golf just has the right lines to pull it off. And there's definitely a lot of design in that. Um, I, I I'll argue that point forever. Okay, that not every that's a first gen one though. Car. But like a like a Mark III Golf. Listen, every family has its black sheep. So the Golf family is the Mark and III. Like a, and I don't hate the Mark III either, but I just prefer. And it like a Mark IV is kind of mm. a Mark IV. Now they're owned by garbage people. Sorry, any listeners who listen, I drive Mark IVs. In general, they're owned by garbage people. Um, and I used to own a couple of them <laughs> back when they were newer. Um, so maybe I should refrain from saying I that. I
1: actually really like the current generation.
0: Okay, but let's go back to the Mark IV. The Mark IV is like the 97, 98 through yep. 02. Um, if you look at one of those cars, again, they're a basic three box design or two box design, but they have some curves to them. They have a little bit, this little fender flares, all four corners. They uh, just—they're—they're just, they're, they're a really good-looking car. They're a really well-designed car. I just—I dis- disagree with your statement, Andrew. Okay. Um, there is no excuse for the Pontiac Aztec. However, it's however
1: if it didn't have to have Pontiac's family design language, it might have been a be- been able the to be Pontiac a better Aztec looking... was ahead of
0: its time. That's all. Yeah, it fits in with today's CUVs. But back when it came out, it was kind of a a radical departure and didn't really take off. Um, I don't think it's the ugliest car ever made. No.
1: You know what? I Actually, I will defend the Pontiac Aztec
0: because you know what I think is even uglier is the Buick version of it. The Rendezvous because yes. it tries to use normal car parts to hide the Aztec design language. Yes. I agree. That's a tacked-on garbage car. That is
1: an even uglier car.
0: I have to take back by saying that Volkswagen is driven by garbage people because I realized after I said it that I own two of them. Yeah. So <laughs> I just... I don't know. I, I All I can think of when I think of one now is the um, H2O crowd causing problems down in Maryland.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which was apparently was canceled or some stupid It reason. was canceled this year. Yeah. Who
0: knows? Um, but yes, she should still pursue her art career. She should just be ready for heavy criticism and future fame with Jackson Pollock fans. Okay. Good question, though. That was. I. Yeah. I legitimately laughed out loud at my desk when I read that. today. At work. So uh, next question is from BizPiz. The best story you have of being let down or stranded by one of your cars. Being part of the Mitsubishi lifestyle enthusiasts, I know this happens. My galant did not make it home from the Black River stages due to a snapped clutch fork. But on the flip side, my good friend let me borrow his 92 Miata, and that's been a blast to drive. So, what's your best story of being let down by one of your cars?
1: Uh, probably the one last summer that we talked about before, where the eighty-nine fuel, fuel pump, pump died you know, a yeah. hundred yards from like a parts store.
0: Yeah, we've had this con- I have a similar question we had before. Yeah, um, I don't know when my best story I have is. Have I if I told the story of the thermostat on the Sapporo? No, I don't think so. Because that was a pretty good one. I think
1: the greatest victory we had was fixing the Starian alternator in
0: North Carolina. Yeah, that's actually the, be- actually, that's the hand, best story. With the hand tools. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely the best story. Yeah. So we went to uh, uh, US 129, Tale of the Dragon. Yep. And the alternator let go in the Starian. And the car... On a Monday morning. Yes, it was a Monday morning. Yeah. Uh, a, a conquest, I should say. It wasn't yeah. the Starian. It was the 87 Conquest. Yeah. Same car, obviously. But... Um, we went to the Napa. We, we pulled over in a municipal parking lot. It was like where the the city's dump trucks park, something like that. Because um, we were going to get breakfast. Yeah, so, it was so we first didn't get breakfast in the morning. Yeah. yeah, so we pull over the parking lot. We diagnose the fact that yes, it is the alternator. So we ripped the alternator out of the car on the side of the road. Which, uh, if you're unfamiliar with, with a with basic hand tools, very like, basic hand tools, yeah. If you're not familiar with a Starian alternator, it is at the very bottom of the engine bay.
1: And luckily, your car did not have working AC, and somebody had left the compressor out, so it was Correct. not in the way.
0: We, yeah, it was one, one less thing in the way out of yeah. many things that are in the way. So we got it out from the top on the side of the road, didn't need to jack the car up, didn't even have to jack the car up, so that was good. Um, wound up going to the Napa down the street. Was that a Napa? I think it was a Napa. Yeah.
1: What did they say it was? And we, po- we
0: pulled in, and we're like, yeah, we got an 87 Conquest, Chrysler Conquest. And he's looking at the parts catalog and he's like, nope, you mean Concord? And we're like, no, we definitely mean Conquest. I don't know what that is. I got one here for a Concord. <laughs> and we're like, nope. What do you call some guy, That's a fat Mexican? Not, no. he's like, <laughs> it, was, it was some name like that to go see the fat Mexican down the street at another shop. Um, so we did. Or uh, the guy was working Napa or something. I don't even He's remember. He's like, where
1: you go? Like ask, ask like fat Mexico or oh, something. Oh
0: yeah, no, no. We looked for directions and he said, ask the fat Mexican. That's <laughs> what it was. Yeah. We, like were there. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Who, who's the fat Mexican? And the guy turned around, who's clearly the fat Mexican, but I wouldn't have called him that. But no. you know, since it was the accepted vernacular for him, I, uh, I went along with it. Um, and they wound up sending us to a rebuild shop. Yeah. About 45 minutes away. Yeah. So we jumped, we had your galant as well. So he jumped near Gallant, um, learned quickly that you can't order a coffee with light cream. Yep. Because they got to make it um, with heavy cream, because apparently light to them means color. Yep. Um, and went over to the Alternator Rebuild Shop and waited there for probably three hours. It was a long time. It was a while. Yeah. We sat around looking at his racist wall hangings, uh, which was fun. And uh, like an old van
1: bench seat, that was like the waiting area.
0: Yeah, it was like an old rear, like a third or fourth row from like. I think it was like, oh, you guys can leave it. We're like, can we wait for it? Yeah, (laughs) he seemed a little disappointed. Yeah,
1: we're not around here.
0: But there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of questionable paraphernalia on the walls. A lot of very uh, off color jokes posted everywhere. It was definitely a. Regardless, he made it work. He did. He did. For despite his strange political opinions and strange opinions on people of other races and genders, uh, he's a pretty damn good alternator mechanic because he got the alternator put back together for us for, I think it was like $42. Wasn't something stupid cheap like that too? It was stupid cheap. So we paid him, we gave him some extra money just for helping us out and, uh, drove back to the car, hoping it wasn't towed because it was clearly in a bad spot and, uh, put it back in and finished our road trip. So that's probably the best story. I would say. I remember going, we
1: found some Mexican restaurant to eat lunch and just like, Washing all the grease off. In yeah, the in, the, in the
0: bathroom there. Oh, well, actually, last time I was in that area, I drove by to go back to that Mexican restaurant, and it's not there anymore. Oh, okay. No, it's like a like a pizza hut or something. No. Very disappointing. I was looking forward to eating there. It was a soccer-themed Mexican restaurant, remember? Yeah. Yeah. It had a yeah. uh, bunch of TVs playing different soccer games around the world. But, yeah, I wanted to go back, and it wasn't there. So, unfortunately. But, yeah, that's the brakes. Them's the brakes when driving old cars. I don't think it's specifically Mitsubishi's. I think... That we just have a lot of stories about Mitsubishis because we drive Mitsubishis and the Mitsubishis that we drive are all old. Yep. So I think it's just all old cars in general. Um, second part of your thing there, 92 Miata, to drive? Absolutely. Yes. You won't find a more fun car for two grand. Nope. So my actually, my father just bought another one because he loves them. So I uh, haven't driven it yet, but I'm sure it's a blast. All right. So next question
1: Yeti Overland. And he says, at what point of repair do you let a garage or mechanic do all the work? Example being, it takes a press and special tool to change out rear wheel bearings on a Tacoma. The labor difference between dropping off axles and having the shop perform the job completely is one and a half hours of labor, three hours versus four and a half hours total. Would you eat this one and a half hours and just not have to touch the uh, example wheel bearings? This is just an example, not saying I toasted my wheel bearings driving it back home from Michigan, but I toasted my wheel bearings driving it back home from Michigan.
0: Yeah, we know that because one of your previous questions was, will you help me change the wheel bearings in my Tacoma? (laughs) Well, it was the gears originally I think were making noise, but apparently the axle bearings at the end were going too. Uh, I think based on that story, I would probably also let the shop do the whole job. If it's an hour and a half difference at that point, if I knew that ahead of time...
1: Well, it depends on your equipment that you have on hand. So if you've got a two, if you have access to a two post lift and you can take the wheels off real easy and pop those axles out, then yeah, that's, that's really what the difference is. Right. So if you're trying to do this on your back on jack stands in your yard, yeah, sometimes it's easier just to bring it to a shop, but yeah, I, I I'm not the greatest person to ask for this because I am like a advanced DIYer. Oh, uh, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Andrew, Andrew, Andrew yeah. the master home mechanic. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm a self-certified internet. Pa- patting yourself on the back. Master mechanic. Um, which is, you, you say that, but you have a job wrenching on cars all day. So this is true. I on the I, internet. I, I think that you're more... <laughs> I have a job on the internet doing I you? think that you're more than an amateur home mechanic being as you get paid to do it every day. That makes you a professional mechanic. I guess. Yes. <laughs> Regardless of whatever training you think there may need to be to be a professional mechanic, you are, by definition... A professional mechanic. Okay, fair enough. So, yes. Um, I have the same kind of answer, though. Um, I don't generally want to send it out to have it done unless I'm in a hurry. Uh, Short story, my big pickup, the Silverado, is broken currently. I am working as an appraiser at a car dealer at the moment, which happens to be a Chevy dealer. So I said, hey, I'll just get it to the Chevy dealer and I'll have them bring it inside and fix it. So that was last Tuesday, and I only did this because Andrew's wedding was coming up, and there was a lot of other stuff going on, and I didn't want to have any downtime. So that was last Tuesday. It is now the following Wednesday, and the truck still hasn't gotten into the shop yet. So I'm actually just going to bring it home and fix it. That's quite annoying, actually. Yep. I think it's the case of just I'm an employee there, so they're kind of like, oh, he seems to have other transportation, so we're not going to work on his car. Yeah. And now, I think even if they asked, told me tomorrow they could take it in, I don't want to pay them to do it because the only reason I was going to pay them to do it was to be to save time. And now that it hasn't it's saved, time, saved you time, I'm pretty annoyed about it. Yeah. And I wanted to have the truck for the weekend, for your wedding, for moving things around if I had to. Yeah. And I didn't. So that's annoying. Well, luckily we didn't. So I mean, we ultimately we didn't need it, but my goal was to have it. So. It would have been nice because we're lousy with Monteros here. We had plenty of space. We're lousy with lousy Monteros. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a great car. Please buy it. It's still for sale. Two grand. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Please. It is a great car. Actually, it's not really lousy. It runs You've been so much. driving it. I've been driving it every day for the past week and a half. Yeah, So and it's been it's been great. So if you're no. in New England and you want a Montero, let us know. If you're not in England, New England and you want a Montero, also let us know. Yeah. Unfortunately, I sold somebody else's Montero instead of yours last week. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry, Sorry Andrew. <laughs> I mean, it's going pretty cheap, pretty reasonable. So, yeah, two grand full maintenance history. Yeah. Anyway, this is not a car for sale podcast. Whatever. Let's move on to the next question. Uh, throttle by cable. Your ultimate three car garage, but that's too easy. Each car could not cost more than twelve thousand dollars. Go. I mean, throttle by cable listens to us obviously every week. He always asks questions. He should know that a sub twelve thousand dollar price tag is pretty much. Right in our wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make it that much more difficult. No. I mean, if he said sub $1,000 price tag, man, still probably wouldn't be. I can, li- I can be only imagine, car.
1: like, like the, the WRX is right around five grand and it's a really nice car. Yep. Like, man, what can I get for 12 grand? That's going to be, like, super nice. Yeah, like a <laughs> Bentley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think i sub- used.
0: To, uh, you know, we're used to buying thousand dollar cars. and yeah, then exactly. Fixing them up. You, uh, <laughs> you, 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 you uh, what do you call it? Uh, splurged for the five thousand yeah. dollar car, and uh, it's been quite nice to you. Um, Ultimate three car garage. I don't want to say they're all going to be Mitsubishi's because that makes me too predictable. But you also gave me a twelve thousand dollar budget. Um, I'm going to go with a Colt. One, one Colt, like a my, my blue seventy eight Colt, um, with. A good amount of money to put into it to make it perfect, make it fast, make it fun. Uh Um, I'll go outside the lines a little bit. Uh, 68, 69 Mercedes Sedan. Okay. Because that's a good cruiser. I really like those cars. Um, The W... I'm not even going to say the number because other people will correct me because I don't know the name of them. But like a... I think they're like 230D, 230... I hate Mercedes name numbers because they're not names. Uh, but anyway, a late, a late 60s, early 70s small bumper Mercedes Benz sedan. Um, you can buy those for you're looking at me for grand. help, and I'm like, you have no I'm idea. I'm like you're drowning, but I can't yeah. swim. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, so like one Colt is like a race car, one Mercedes is like a cruiser, uh, and then I'd probably have a Montero. I'd import a turbo diesel Montero so I could do off road stuff. All
1: right. So if each of the three cars can be 12 grand Damn, each, but I want a Beetle too. Uh... I would go with... I think I can import an AutoZam for twelve, 12 grand or less. Yeah, right around there. All right. So yeah. I want an AutoZam because I want Nine, I want a going car, but I think that's Weird probably goal. The, Weird goal. Yeah. I, I, but I don't want a DeLorean, and obviously, I can never afford a, an SL300. Oh, like a 55?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: no. Yeah. So, I mean... Or, I don't think that and, fits
0: in the $12,000 budget. No, no, exactly. <laughs> and
1: I don't want... Um, Was it a Brooklyn head Gullwings? What else had Gullwings?
0: Brooklyn head Gullwings. DeLorean said Gullwings. Yeah, I don't want a Brooklyn. Um, Or a DeLorean. The Eclipse had Gullwings in some markets.
1: I already have an Eclipse, so. I'd I'd go with the AutoZam. Wait, we can
0: keep the cars we already have? Oh, I don't know. adding three more to it? I don't know if that's the. Oh, see, now it's starting from scratch. Yeah, they were starting from scratch. I think it's the question.
1: Yeah. So I, I like the AutoZam. That's a really neat car. I love that, like, blue color one they have. Yeah, well, everybody up in Canada has one. Yep. I'd be down with that. And then. I know that you can still get Piero Evos for around that price. They're
0: not legal in this country yet, though. So by the time you had one legalized, it probably uh, costs more.
1: Okay. All right. All right. All right, all right. So then like a, an early second-gen diesel Piero. Short-wheelbase, long-wheelbase. Long-wheelbase. Okay. Um, what else would I get? Oh, I'd go with something American. Can I get a late... Like a mid-year like pony car for around that? Like, um, a, like a
0: Camaro or a Firebird? You're talking like a first-gen or a second-gen? Second-gens. You can get a late one, like a 77, 78, 79, 80, 81. Um, not the most pristine one, but a decent driver. What can I get for like a muscle car around that price? For twelve grand? If you went with... Uh, like sixty six to seventy. There's two different body style there. Or saving seventy one, seventy two. Like a GM product, like a, like a Chevelle, um, but instead of buying a Chevelle, buy a Malibu, and you don't buy an SS, you just get a base model car. Exactly, that's what I and want. You can buy one for sub ten grand, throw a motor in it, and have. A, but what you really should buy, what's that? Is a Corvair.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I know you want the. I know you want the V eight. That's where you're going with it here. But the Corvair is. Kind of like, it's more auto off-topic American car. Yeah. Like, it fits us more than a muscle car does. I love muscle cars. I have my Camaro. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, But I don't usually go out and be like, oh, that's a sweet 69 Chevelle. I need that car. But if I'm like, oh, as a sweet 67 Corvair, I'm like, man, I want to own that tomorrow. I really Just like late it really fits our 70s.
1: Setup.
0: Camaros? Is that, like, wrong? Late 70s Camaros? Yeah. That's not wrong. I mean... Even I, with the I, big bumpers? Well, they didn't have the big bumpers, because Camaro and Firebird did it right. They had the urethane nose cones okay. that hid the bumpers. Oh, right, right, like right. If you want a big bumper Camaro, you're talking 74, 75, 76. It still those are the I aluminum still like bumpers. Them. I don't hate them. I feel
1: like you could do some cool stuff with those if you took the bumpers off.
0: You can't take the bumpers off. No? Because it's a big gaping hole. You do something. So that, is, that is bad. Our phones are going off. Very professional, Andrew and Brad. That's all right. Obviously, it's the same person messaging us both, and it was. All right, so I think that covers that, right? I think so, but yeah. So, uh, if you wanted to go with a later model, second gen Camaro, you could. Okay, just not wouldn't be the cleanest car in the world, but you could buy one for ten to twelve grand. So I would say go ahead and do it. Man, I haven't had some.
1: Uh, I've got some leftover Boston Lager from people being in the house. I haven't had this in a while. It's yeah, it's not pretty flavorless. Very good. Yeah, it used to be like. This was your entry level, you know, um, air quotes, craft Qu- beer, quote, quote, craft beer. Yeah. right? And now it's just like, meh. <laughs>
0: like. No, it's nothing. It's garbage. Uh, I don't understand the next question. Uh, I, maybe he's just asking what we've seen lately. So, Kirish um, from Wasabi Cars, go follow him. Yep. Says, uh, not too late, I hope. Car spotting, what did you see? Random street spots. Should be should clarification be necessary? Um, I'm not sure what he's talking about. I mean, I haven't seen anything lately. He just wants to know what I've seen. Yeah, last, as far week, as, last week
1: we saw those two FJ80s. FJ80s. FJs, during, FJ60s. FJ60s, right, yes. where we were
0: driving yep. during the podcast. During the podcast. Uh, I don't... I mean, I see a couple of cars every day, but nothing of note. I haven't seen anything I mean, we, we talked about a few weeks ago, I talked about seeing that like, like mid-50s Ferrari 155 special.
1: I saw a late Cressida last week. Yeah, I see one every well, day. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Like a third gen, a fourth gen crisp. Yeah, the real rounded ones. Yep. Yeah, the 7M-powered ones that fall apart.
1: Yeah, I don't see very many. Uh, nothing much, nothing cool Nothing of note.
0: I mean, I see a lot of 60s muscle cars. You um, see a lot of, you know, every then you see a Z car, an RX-7. But nothing, nothing I've taken note of. Um, There's a 500E kind of in my neighborhood of Mercedes. That's really cool. It's very, it's very radwood. It's like an aqua green and hmm. gray two-tone. And the 500e is the uh, one with the cylinder heads and stuff designed by See, Porsche.
1: The problem is now when everybody says a 500e, I think of a Fiat. Fiat. Oh, oh, oh immediately. Yeah.
0: Now I'm talking the early 90s Mercedes-Benz super sedan. Okay, so it makes a little old lady sense. that drives it, and it's probably the original owner, and it has like chrome AMG hammer wheels, and it's it's very it's very radwood. Let's put it that way.
1: Hmm.
0: All right. Next one. Sure, Brian Driggs. What is the furthest? Oh, there's a few questions here. What is the furthest you've ever traveled to an automotive event? If you could go anywhere to any event, what would it be and where? How many gearheads do you know outside of North America? How many have you met? Have you considered doing so? How do vehicle mods impact resale value, and should they? Uh, so let's start with number one, Brian. This is a trick, yeah. trick here. You get to answer all these questions at once. We'll go with it. Um, what's the furthest you've ever traveled to an automotive event? Andrew. I think...
1: Um First, furthest I've ever traveled, like by driving, or, travel in general. Oh, traveled in general. Yeah. Then definitely Daytona. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I'd have to actually look what's further, Daytona or Prescott Rally.
0: Oh, Prescott Rally is definitely further. I forgot about that. It's a hundred percent further. It's not even a okay. question. It's a six-hour flight to Prescott. It's a two-hour flight to California. All right, all right. To, <laughs>
1: yeah, to Florida. Yeah, all right. That makes yeah, sense. Florida, if you okay. Know. So there's that one.
0: Uh, mine would be JCCS in Long Beach. Because mm-hmm. that's legitimately the opposite side of the country. Yep. I mean, press gets close, but Long Beach is further. Well, you're on the Pacific Ocean, and yes. here we're living on the Atlantic. So. Yes, you couldn't couldn't go in. like the car show is actually at the furthest most point in Long Beach because it's on it's the like my water. wedding was on the Atlantic Ocean. Like. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would say JCCS, which for those who don't know, JCCS is Japanese Classic Car Show, yep. and it's at the base of the Queen Mary. All right, so if you go anywhere to any event, what would it be? That's an easy question. Where? Where'd you go? Goodwood. Goodwood? Yep, the Festival of Speed. I would do the Revival. Either one. I mean, yeah,
1: that's definitely high on it the doesn't, list. It
0: doesn't matter. The, the, the Revival doesn't have the hill climb, though, does it?
1: Nurburgring, 24 hour. Yeah, but the, the Revival has on track racing.
0: Oh, that's the one I want to go to. Yeah, and oh, everybody's yeah. in period. Dress. So the festival of speed is not that. the festival of speed is the one that has the hill climb. All, and... mo-
1: all from vintage to modern cars. Okay, doing the hill yeah, climb. yeah, the revival
0: is all vintage. Yes, and, they and do everybody's wheel to wheel. And racing. everybody's in period yeah, dress, and that's like hardcore wheel to wheel. Yeah, that, that's what I want to do. So I'd like that. Um, I'd
1: go to race gentlemen. That seems pretty cool.
0: So yeah, I didn't say race a gentleman just because it's local enough that we can do it like next year. Yeah, we should actually do it next year, so, especially because I have some friends that participate.
1: Nurburgring twenty four hour would be cool. Uh, Le Mans, twenty four hour, I think that, that those would be pretty cool.
0: All right, how many gearheads do you know outside of North America?
1: I probably a couple. I I definitely know of one in New Zealand. Um, Jamie. Yep. Yeah. But off the top of my head, well we know Kayusha Dan. Yes we do. He's in um, Japan. And but that's about it off the top of my head. I'm sorry if I'm forgetting anyone.
0: No, I know a few. We have our Mitsubishi friend in Australia as well. Okay. Um you put me on the spot because names are escaping me, even though I know his name. I just hate this, like, high pressure. I also know he listens to the shows, so he's got to be mad at me. Jason. Jason Ward. Okay. Uh, um, he has a couple of sweet... He's got a sweet Gallant Coupe, like a 75 Gallant Coupe, and a Gallant Sigma, which is like my Sapporo. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we definitely know some people from Canada. Uh, I have met our buddy Craig in Canada when we got... Chris's Delica van. Okay. So Craig runs a Japanese import car company in Canada called, um, bonsai cars. Mm -hmm. And we've, we've met, uh, I've met him in Canada before, so that's pretty cool. All right. Yeah, that's that. All right. So next question,
1: how do vehicle mods impact resale value and how should they?
0: That's a loaded question.
1: Well, it depends on the right. So some, there would be some mods to certain models that could theoretically improve the longevity and the desirability of the car. Uh, and then there are other stuff that you, somebody could do that could totally ruin the value of the car.
0: Think. I'm trying to think of an example. Think like a cooling upgrade on a Pantera. Yep. Makes the because they, they had crappy cooling systems from the factory. Yep. And you upgrade the cooling, and the car becomes more drivable. Yeah. Or like Vers- a- versus. Um, stancing out. Throwing uh, a blower on the Pantera
1: or something. Yes,
0: exactly. That would ruin the value yeah. of the car. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of it has to do with reversibility. I mean, if you throw a set of springs and a set of wheels and tires on a car, you're not really affecting the value of the car. That would be brought back to stock.
1: That wouldn't make me shy away from the value of a car. Correct. If, if you made the car look nicer with a set of wheels that I liked and lowered it slightly, like with just bolt on parts. I may pay but, you a little
0: more for it, because now I don't have to buy those yeah, parts that actually, I would buy anyway. Yeah, that wouldn't bother me. And, and I've done that, actually. Like, when we bought the uh, 87 Audi 4000 that I had, yeah. the guy had you know, very specifically uh, seeked out original 80s and 90s tuning parts for the car. So he had, like, the Jamek Springs, and he had the deep dish Renault wheels. And, and he, he had, had
1: swapped the Michelle Moton interior, the red interior. Yep,
0: and he had the you know, Jamek Sway bars, and all kinds of stuff in the car that was... Period correct. And I paid a little more for that car than I would have if I didn't have yeah,
1: so it. Yeah, totally, so it's totally situational.
0: Yeah, like, it, it's, it's situational and it, buyer-seller. If
1: you uh, have this completely, you know, the term like raced out is like... But like if you yeah. had the Subaru with all this, like if you just went through the entire catalog and got every accessory you could ever put on a Subaru, then... We're going to pay less for it. Yeah. They don't,
0: it also depends on the car too because if you're talking about... Yeah, like. You know, I hate to say like an investment car because we don't buy investment cars. Yeah. But if you're talking about a numbers matching 72 911 RSR, you're going to have an issue even changing out springs, wheels, and tires. Because you're yep. going to affect yep. the value of that car because it's such a special car. Yep. Um, and if you're talking about a 72 911 T, it's less of an issue mm-hmm. because the car is less important in the World of those cars. If you, it's way too situational to. to yeah, I mean, like on.
1: it's the same thing. Like if you if you had an RX seven and you already LS swapped it, I probably wouldn't even buy the car from you.
0: Mm.
1: No, because if I'm buying an RX seven, I'm buying it because of the rotary. That's the whole reason why I want it. I don't know those. You talking about the FDs, the third gens? Uh, any, anybody style, anybody style RX seven. I, I, I understand the, the reasons why you do it. But the reasons why I would want to own... The, what makes that car special is the yeah. fact that it has a rotary engine, and that's interesting to me from an engineering standpoint. It I, makes think me a, I think a
0: well-done engine swap, while not raising the value of the car, might not hurt it terribly on something like that. Maybe. Maybe to you, it doesn't doesn't appeal to you anymore. An old muscle car with if, an LS
1: swap? Hold that on.
0: I like. If somebody has a 1984 Volvo 242 with an LS and a six-speed in it... Yeah, I want that. You're not going to be like... Uh, it doesn't have a 2.5 liter Volvo motor. Exactly. (laughs) I'm not, I was going to do that anyways. And right now you're saving yourself, possibly saving yourself a hassle if it's done right. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I, it's way too situational. Um, I think that if it's a special car, leave it alone. If it's not a special car, do some non-reversible mods, non-do some actually reversible mods. And if it's a car that you're aware there are plenty of, and you just want to build a hot rod, then... Break out the saws all in the torches. All right.
1: Let's, let's keep going here. So, uh, Joe Osborne asks, he says, three in the tree or four in the floor? You know, I'm going to say the
0: same word again I said last time. It's situational.
1: I've never driven a car with a three in a tree. Well, oh, haven't? Tr- no, I want to try it. Oh, okay.
0: Um, it's really cool um, when you're talking a slow cruising car. If you were to build like a 50s, you know, early 50s, late 40s Chevy, and drop it on the ground with some wide white walls and steel wheels, then yeah, you can go three in the tree. Okay. But four on the floor is certainly way more fun for beating around town. Like my Camaro is a four speed, you know, M21 Muncie or M22 Muncie. Um, and I can't imagine that being any other way because it just, it makes you feel like a, I don't know, makes you feel like a race car driver shifting that transmission. Yep. So what? What, what does Clutch call it? BBO, Bad Boys Only. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Nut says Lotus Esprit, non-turbo, DeLorean, or Ferrari three hundred eight. So I assume this is, is, what it, you would is, is, is a You prefer? they choose one, or is it an FMK? I
1: don't know. It's probably a choose one.
0: Okay. Well, choose one. The answer is very obvious. Uh, Ferrari three hundred eight. No. What? Lotus Esprit. No way. Yeah, Ferrari 308s are a maintenance nightmare. I don't care. I want a Ferrari. I mean, I get it, but to the average layperson, the Lotus is going to look enough like a Ferrari, and I'm going to have less repair bills. A a Lotus versus a Ferrari? I'm not saying reliability is better. I'm saying the repair bill is lower. I don't know. It's a four-cylinder British motor. Okay. Its architecture dates back to 1823. It's it's a a tractor? Yeah, exactly. It's not an expensive motor to work on. Um, it's it's a little more expensive than say an MG because it's got you know a twin cam head and stuff, but it's it's certainly a cheaper car to maintain. I mean, the 308 is like a Dino, but not. But it has it has the Ferrari tax when it comes to buying parts, and every Ferrari has it. Whether you pay fifteen dollars for the Ferrari or a million dollars for the Ferrari, I can wear a fuel horn filter, shirt, I can rip around in it. The fuel filter and piston parts are going to cost the same.
1: Well, whatever definitely go with the Ferrari.
0: All right, well, I'm going my, my dog's name is Enzo. I'm, I'm going, going with Ferrari. I I I understand. My dog's name is Ollie. I'm going with the Lotus. <laughs> <laughs> um Oliver, Oliver needs to ride in the Lotus. Please sir, may I have another yes. So that uh that made a lot more sense when you said it. I never thought of that before, but I need a British car to take Ollie out in. Um Jeremy Nutt asks a second question. Mass is now putting cameras on inspection stations. Do you fear that inspectors will begin to turn away your vehicles because they are too risky to even be involved with it, even if they're legal? No. No. I mean, Andrew, what happened to you today? Uh, You don't want to tell the story? No. All right. Well, Andrew didn't get a sticker today. Let's put it that way. Um, The station that you go to now that gives you a sticker is still going to give you a sticker. The rules haven't changed there's not somebody monitoring every camera 24-7. They're just double-checking that they are actually bringing the car in, actually plugging in the right car, actually walking around doing all the checks. Yeah. There's not some guy sitting there at a screen with some kind of a, a ruler, you know, measuring your ride height on a camera, you know, at some main central office. So I, I, it's not going to be an issue. It's, yeah. it's way below out of proportion. Um, like I said, the general rules are not changing. Your car has always had to have all its safety equipment functional. It's always had to have wipers. It's always had to have mirrors. It's always had to have good ball joints and tires, and none of that's going to change. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's going to be an issue.
1: All right. So the next one uh, is from uh, Jordan Mellum. and uh, his girlfriend are working on a. She's got a project car, so they're doing head work on a '66 Midget with a 12.75, and uh, they came across lots of backyard hack repairs. And uh, that the car received from some previous owner. And he wants to know, what's the weirdest, most terrible previous owner hack you've come across on a project?
0: Well, I think yours is pretty easy on this one.
1: The Galant. Yeah. Blue, like, the nicest car I own right now. Yeah. Had the worst hacked engine harness yeah. All ever. House
0: wire nuts everywhere.
1: House wire nuts. Uh, wires that didn't even have wire nuts. They were just simply twisted together. Not soldered. Just twisted together by hand yep. and then electrical taped and then daisy chained in this manner to make the wire long enough. Yes. Instead of just simply getting a longer piece of more wire, wire and like butt connectors. Cause you know, those are so expensive and just crimping them
0: and it's like, come on. Like, I mean, I've been pretty lucky. I haven't had too many hacked cars. I don't think. No, that was definitely the worst one can't think of anything else. I think most of the cars I've bought, I've bought stock. So they haven't had any real, you know, hackery done to them. I'd say, uh, the Raider that we bought at the junkyard might've been the biggest of the hacked cars. Um, but even that it wasn't that bad. It was just some minor stuff here and there, like the firing order being wrong Mm -hmm. and not running right. Um, but overall I haven't really had any really hacked cars. I, 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 you know, I guess I'm lucky on that fact, but when you buy mostly stock vehicles, that's kind of what's going to happen, I guess. They haven't been must around with too much. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, I don't have a good answer for that story because I haven't really had any. All right. I mean, I actually, the NSU. Had that weird ignition box in it. it. That wasn't hacked in there, though, but the guy who I, well, the widow of the oh, man I bought the car weird, from. weird bodywork to it. Oh, well, it's some weird bodywork, and the guy had started taking things apart. And he had developed, like, dementia and didn't really know what he was doing. So that was kind of not hacked, but kind of a mess. I had to put that car back together when we got it. Yeah. Remember, like, the first week we were in your in your father's garage every night getting that car running? Yeah. So that's probably the closest I'd have. Yeah, no no, no good stories. Sorry, Jordan. I'd like to know what exactly he's talking about on that midget, though. So,
1: Well, I I'm, I'm think we're going to see it soon because we're going to go over there and watch
0: them install it. Yes, and we're going to have to have him on for his fourth episode. Almost a regular. Yeah, we'll have to have his girlfriend on, too, Liz. Oh, of course. Talk about a project car. All right. Next question comes from Max Smith. What do you guys think of the new Eclipse Cross and the possible new electric Evo SUV that's being teased at the Japanese Auto Show?
1: Well, uh, when the entire country wants crossovers, this is what... You build a crossover. This is what you... Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, I am behind anything that keeps the company alive. Um, I don't love the fact that it's the Eclipse, but it's no worse than the last two generation Eclipses yeah, being called Yeah, it's been Eclipses. dead for a long they've time. They've already been pretty dead. Um, I do like the fact that it's an all-wheel drive turbo car. Uh, yeah. probably not a manual transmission available, but... Honestly,
1: I don't, um, there's some crossovers I don't hate. No, I mean... Because they've really been making strides and I think that what people have figured out and what the, you know, car manufacturers have figured out is that people want a car that you sit up slightly higher in yeah. and still handles like a car. You just want to have that upright seating position. Yeah. And I think that's what...
0: I don't know. even know if it's a seating position. I think it's just the visibility. I think it's... The, I think, and, a lot, and a lot of mental... See, know, I, think I, it's the I feel up, like I'm in a car it's a truck. It's the
1: upright seating position, like you're sitting in a chair at a table. And then by sitting up higher, you feel like you can see more, and therefore you feel even not Every car
0: around you is now bigger as well, so you can't see any more than you could before.
1: Yeah, but it's... I guess that's what people like. I guess they don't like that feeling of sitting on the floor like you get with a sports
0: car. Well, here's the thing. We will always have our old sports cars, and if Mitsubishi doesn't ever make another car I want to buy, I will not become any less of a Mitsubishi fan because they made all the cool stuff in the past that I like.
1: And they've been talking about a long time making an Evo Hybrid or an Evo Electric and if it has... And they've made an Evo SUV before, the Pajero Evo. Yeah, and if it has technology from their Pike's Peak car that was, like, super, super fast, then I'm all for that. I yeah. can get behind that. That's a
0: possibly a good idea. I I don't know. I, I, have, I have no real thoughts on it yet because the picture they show of the Evo SUV looks pretty aggressively cool. So, yeah, <laughs> who I even mean, knows?
1: You know, kind of what? Tesla's kind of way out ahead of the game, right, with electric cars, but... Yeah, um, eventually everybody's going to
0: catch up. Well, I, I, I'm looking at that picture that Matt attached. or sorry, Max attached of the uh, electric SUV. Yeah, um, and it kind of reminds me of like a local rally fighter. Yeah, and to me that's an awesome car. <laughs> yeah, so it could
1: be pretty cool.
0: It could be pretty cool. Yeah, like a rally raid style Evo is not a bad thing. I don't think. Nope. So I don't know. Like I said, it, I will always have my Colts and Starians, You know, first gen eclipses and glad VR fours. Um, so I'm not worried about Mitsubishi's future cars because there aren't many manufacturers that are making anything today that I'd want to buy. So.
1: All right. Next one. Do you guys know of any Mitsubishi people attending the Overland, either Overland Expo in North Carolina or the Vermont Overland Rally both next weekend? That's John Rimmer asking the question. John Rimmer, yes. We know there's at least four to six Monteros will be at the... Uh, 46 v- Monteros? Four to six will at least ah. be at VOR. And one ditch hooking Xterra to help pull us out. So he's not going to need to pull any of us out because none of us are going to get stuck. All right, <laughs> um, uh, Overland Expo. I'm not I sure can, who's. Th- I think there are at least six. Going there's to definitely the some Mid Atlantic guys. Yeah, uh, we
0: don't. We don't know a lot of the guys down there, unfortunately. Um, we'd like to get to know them better if they're if they're listening. But um, I haven't heard of anybody who's definitely going to that. All right. So next question, Jesse Eldridge. What was your worst? I was young and dumb automotive story. Hmm. Uh are we talking modification or are we talking stupid thing we did in the car? Uh let's go with modifications, I guess. You want not criminalize yourself here? Incriminate yourself? Uh I mean I can think of two dumb stories that both you and I have done and they're both pretty good. Alright, what are they? Well I don't remember, maybe you're, I blocked it out. Well my, my, my favorite Andrew Young and Dumb story probably has to be leaving Kelly's Roast Beef on Route 1. Yeah. And you had, unfortunately at the time, the slowest car of the group. Yeah. Because you had the SI. Yep. And I had an Evo, and we were with our other friend who had an Evo, and our other friend who had an STI. Yeah. And we all took off on Route 1 going way too fast because we were young and dumb, and we left you behind because your car was a little bit slower. But you were also young and dumb, so you were trying to catch up. Yep. And the second you merged onto the highway, we were so far out of sight away from the police officer that you got pulled over for merging too quickly and accelerating too fast and not signaling to change lanes. So I remember getting to our destination, and like 35 minutes later, Andrew rolled in with like a $600 ticket. It wasn't that high. $500 ticket was a pretty big ticket. I remember that because it was marked lane violation, speeding, and not turn signaling all at the same time. Yeah. It was a pretty good night. It was reduced. (laughs) It was, it was, but but again, this was 15 years ago, probably. No, I can't be that. Uh, ago. It's probably 20, years, 20 years ago. No, I had the Evo, so it was at least 03, oh. 04. Uh,
1: yeah, how old am I now? I was probably <laughs> 19. So
0: yeah, so you were young and dumb. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's that's what I'm saying. It was that was a good young and dumb story. Um, and my best young and dumb was drifting around the rotary, which is no longer there at the train station. <laughs> and not just, like, drifting around the rotary, but, like, drifting laps around the rotary. And unfortunately, the car caught traction and launched itself into the rotary and into the middle of the grassy area of the rotary, bending a wheel in half that I literally just put on the car. No. There you go. So that's probably the, my best young and dumb automotive story. Juliet, right. Juliet Jake. Yep. Do you guys modify your model kits or mainly build them stock? Model kit season is upon us. Yep. The leaves are falling. Yep. We'll be building soon. Uh, Classic Plastics show is coming up soon.
1: I do maybe wheels.
0: Wheels and stance. We make the car sit a little better on the right side of wheels.
1: Otherwise, I don't have enough skills to really modify it, or I mess it up, and then I won't finish it. So stick with just right out of the box with changing some wheels. Maybe if it's a race car, I do some
0: alternate decals. Kind of what we do with a real car. Yeah. Wheels and suspension. That's kind of our thing. Yep. That's that makes the biggest impact on a car. So well, I think it's our last question tonight. Anyway. Yeah, it is
1: our last question. It's
0: a good amount of questions. It is good. Thank I'm you starting to get a little, uh, for listening. A little tired there towards the end.
1: Yeah. We appreciate that you're interacting with us. It's really fun. Uh, it's good to be back to a full-length episode.
0: It is. And we're going to try to do our two-a-week, two-a-week schedule back up again now that Andrew is done wedding planning. No, oh, I didn't do any wedding planning. That is all my wife. Well.
1: She is 100% responsible for how much fun that wedding
0: is. We were back to our two-a-week schedule now that Andrew is done wedding worrying. Yes. We'll put it that way. Yes. So please uh,
1: share us with a friend. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes. That will help us out. You can follow us on Auto Off Topic Podcast on Facebook. Auto off topic on Instagram. You can follow me, Race and Anger on Instagram and Brad. You can follow
0: me on my personal Instagram at TSI S three five zero or at Vintage Imports N E on Instagram. Awesome. As always, thanks for listening
1: and keep your cards analog.